Muck Fun Day! What's up, everybody? It's the Almighty Rap Show, getting your week started off right. I'm your host, Adam Rap. That's Rap with two Ps, as you guys should know by now. If you don't know, you better ask somebody, along with the one and only... Almighty Dollar. And a big special shout-out to our guest yesterday. If you haven't heard of the show yet and you want to hear what... Somebody has been in the culture of, of streetwear to high fashion to I mean, sneakers fashion icon to music. Himself. Hashtag icon right here from the H. The one and only D3, a.k.a. Play Dirty Music, our good old David Landry, one half of Dirty and Nasty, our old friend for almost a decade now, joins us to recap the H-Town Sneaker Summit, talk about some of the new trends and how some of these new icons are building their name on a high fashion end. What a great episode. We got to... Oh, yeah. I think you said after after yesterday's show, it was the first time we've had D3 on by himself without that, his That I know of. Maybe OG back in the day you did, but, uh, no, it, you know, and no. I think Meek's going to be jealous. He actually hit me up a couple of weeks ago when we were off that week asking about it, and I was like, well, I don't think we're doing a show this week, so, mm. and now Dirty's got on so well i saw him out there at h-town sneaker summit along with the trilogy bun b big shout out for our new oh, era fitteds thank you uncle bun dollar's been rocking his all don't worry weekend. i will pre-order the album big i was shout gonna out. anyway but now big I will shout definitely out pre-order. to bun b's new album bonafide's pushing it the whole you know ugk family is is you know ready to see bun put this grown man album out there for the people just like his counterparts in New York and LA and around the country who have been our voices of hip hop and the culture for 15, 20, 25 years now. And I'm glad to see one of the, looks like one of the first singles that they're going to be rocking is that Big Crit. And I love to hear Big Crit with Bun. You know why? Why is that? It really sounds UGK. Yeah. It he sounds more south than very similar Texas. to Pimp C. Yeah. In his own way. He's not biting them. Right, he's right. not trying to sound that way. But his voice naturally has a little bit of Pimp C in it. And he's got that southern draw. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's a great, it's a great combination. It's gonna be a great album. And he's a great man. I mean, he's now become an ambassador for our great city father. in Southern Texas, really. Uh, straight out of Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, great father, great grandfather. Shout out to Tay's tree. Oh, we didn't have to put that on him. I mean, you know. Oh, he's a proud <laughs> grandfather. I know he his is. His baby but, girl Tay is out there hustling. <laughs> and she makes some of the best baked goods on on the planet, in my in my estimation, because I make baked goods myself. And they're pretty good. But Taylor's are they're awesome and enjoyed by all. And it's now become a tradition where I pick up a few packs for the homies that are there working hard or you know they're sweating there for the sneaker culture as h-town sneaker summit brings everybody together so having david follow up after seeing him out there was great because i know he has an eye for what's hot and what could make things better in the culture and sure enough uh he shared some of those thoughts so you're going to want to hear that and go check him out on dayinadream.com now, a couple of sick drops that were carrying over till Monday. If you got a hangover, you know how that carryover is. Well, we had some music news as Drake dropped nonstop the song that you will hear 
after this episode. We hope your week goes nonstop and My you're able to track hustle. On Scorpion. And what a great video. It started with his uh, surprise London appearance at the Wireless Fest, which is a huge music festival where you know, the world's top talent gathers in London and made a surprise Scorpion performance. And just great moments captured behind that trip, behind that debut. Uh, really for a lot of people in that crowd and the energy behind the OVO movement. So just so stoked with everything that's happened and, and, and for the success, the continued success, all the hate with the lace front beard came this week. And So what was that about? It was a shadow. Who, who was, it was basically was throwing, a shadow. Who was throwing shade at his shady beard? Well, social media. And, and it's like the proverbial some rando, Some rando. Well, it started on, yeah, it started on one of these comedic sites. It wasn't like Pusha T? No, no. It wasn't anybody specifically. It was just before anybody stopped and actually looked at the picture and, and saw in the background that there was a black graphic on a white t-shirt behind him that, that cornered up to make it look like his beard was pe- peeling off. Gotcha. I mean, we've seen him shave his beard for SNL and grow it back, you know, for views. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly a real beard. I mean, come on, of all things, Drake's gonna yeah. do to fake his front, it's gonna be a beard on his face, which could easily go wrong. Like, yeah, no way. And if you're a man that needs to lace up a beard on your face like women do their hair, you got issues, bro. You got problems, and Drake ain't got no problems. Okay. And you don't want no problems with Drake. Because he knows But a hundred billions ain't one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the kid is just stacking billions. So, Mac Miller, who, in my estimation, in my book, is, underground-wise, one of the most successful artists of the same generation of Drake, Big Sean. Uh, Pusha T is a little bit before them. He was in a group called Clips, but... Guys that really, you know, Pusher did make his name in the game to be able to go at it with Drake. But Drake squashed it, you know, as he always does in a professional, manly way. Anyway, long story short, Mac Miller, who has risen to the top of pop fame with his celebrity relationship Ariana with... Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande through the the bombing at her concert in, in London, speaking of. And... For her to leave the stability of him to start dating Pete Davidson from SNL was kind of a weird transition, but teach to their own. But Mac continued on, and, and it once again inspired him to make just incredible music as a musician himself, who was schooled as a youngster to play instruments and play his music to produce it. And shout out to Laney. Yeah. Right? While we're talking about Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lisey Mamar. Or Lisey, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Lisey. Yeah. No. My bad. It's that's all good. That's it's why all he good. stays in contact with you because he remembers <laughs> which Instagram feed it is. That's Lisey Mamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, famously but has been a road manager. Very gracious from the roots to us to Mac when Miller. they came to Houston. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and Mac always is. He always shows love because he's he's a dude that. If he was born and raised in Houston, he'd be kicking it with us. Believe me, giving us his thoughts on all the topics we bring you from the world of sports, sounds, and style. But when it comes to Muck Fun Days, we bring you our top three. And as the Major League Baseball trading deadline looms here, 
as we get closer. Uh, you have a surprise drop that you want to discuss, right, for Sick Drop Sundays a day later. I did, and I know it's not doing Drake numbers, but uh, it was okay. really in tandem with the the rabbit hole we fell down last after week. the show last week. With? With? Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it actually is member. a brand new Tribe Called Quest. What? Well, maybe not brand new. Okay. But okay. revised. Tell me Revised about Quest it. for the Season Traveler. So there's just some new beats, some new mixes uh, of classic Tribe that, really? that dropped last week is what it looked like, according to my Spotify. So I thought I'd shout that. I'll shout out yeah. DJ Rasta Root. Absolutely. He has some fun I'm with I'm sure he knows week. all about it. Sucker for love. Yep. <laughs> The funny thing is, real quick, before we get to our top three, best and worst trading deadline Houston sports moments. I do want to shout out Brand the Vision. I've got a t-shirt for you. One of their not for resale designs, which I think is so dope. Just to, to poke fun at the resale game in the culture. Is that from starring the Durrell himself? The Duran himself. Durant. Yeah, Lady and Durrell are a couple that we used to know. But Duran and Lisi are people we Jesus. know as well. <laughs> starring Duran himself. And Duran has partnered with Brandon Vision. We couldn't start this over. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's Shout Monday. out to Duran, though. It's He's Monday. always been, I still rock. I still I got a good four Duran specialties already I bet that I was did. wearing earlier this week. His vinyl work is... Actually laid out the Jordan shirt this week. Ooh! Oh, he did the Obama shirt famously. Uh, the Stay Elite Obama with the Jordan. Yep. Yeah, fun. Yep. He did the E shirt that was a smash. The jackets for yep. Day for Night Paul Fest. Wall. The Paul Wall, of course. We did, uh, you know, so much great work together that neither of us wanted to let that passion for what we do go. So he continued on with doing, working with young guys who were brand visionaries just as much as any successful one is today that we talked about with Dirty yesterday. But the guys that he assembled, shout out to Napoleon Flynamite. Shout out to, I think his name is Geech. He came over and shouted me out when I was buying cookies from Taylor with their, their third eye vision, basically the three eye smiley face shirt. I saw that. And you got the geometric shape, which, uh, I don't know, allegedly LeBron's been rocking, if you've seen the Instagram, uh, out there at Summer Ball for Bronny. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of, 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 of upswell, of getting away from the typical Houston design, and he's always been a part of that. So big shout out to Duran and Darrell, wherever you are, Darrell Rivas, <laughs> who retired, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was it was great to see them, you know, full front right when you walked into the H Town Sneaker Summit. Really, and they showed us love, which we've got to send a big shout out to them. So, brand the vision, check them out. But check out our top three each and every Monday for Muck Fun Days. I'm your host Adam Rapp, along with Almighty Dollar, and we are in the dog days of summer, as we mention each and every week. And in Houston, it is hot, and it was hot out there at Minute Maid Park. And the trading deadline for baseball is getting hot. As the Astros made a small move, getting uh, Alex Presley, I believe his name is, from the Minnesota Twins for some, you know, maybe prospects that, that could end up becoming big players. But as we went back and looked at some of the best and worst trades. Reviewing the old trades. Yeah, there's not a lot not. of, you know, even the ones that did become major leaguers were not perennial all-stars. Yeah. 
Freddie Garcia might be the, the biggest name you'd ever hear out of some of the prospects. And he was a decent pitcher for Seattle, where you'll be traveling in two weeks Absolutely. to see Pearl Jam live at Twice. the Safeco Field there in Seattle for two nights, as he did at Wrigley Field. So let's get into it, Dalla. Some of, you know, our memories, we go back a little bit, but then some of them are fresher. The top three best and worst trades. I'll let you start with the good, of course. Okay, well, I've got a perfect segue on that. Uh, going with the top three best. Uh, one of the top three, I remember, and it didn't pan out with a ring or anything, but uh, there was a lot of buzz about it, and he, he was amazing during the regular season. Oh, real and quick, the name of Mac Miller's album? Swimming. swimming. Love it. Let's go swimming. And uh, uh, my car did hit 106 today on the way home, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Let's go swimming. <laughs> But uh, baseball has the most trade deadline trades historically. I mean, every trade deadline is hot, hot, hot. There's always big names being moved. And never in football and a lot of times in basketball too, but always in baseball. So the one I'm talking about was when we got Randy Johnson, the big unit. Mm -hmm. And uh, the segue is we did trade some prospects for him. He was a one-year rental. He went 10 games with a 1.28 ERA, or 11 games, I think, regular season. I think he was 10-1 and with a 1.28 ERA. So he balled out during the regular season. And as we discussed before the show, it didn't play out great in the playoffs, and we didn't really win that year. But uh, Carlos Guillen and John Halamo went from the Astros to... The Mariners, I believe, in that in that instance, and those guys had pretty successful careers. Not necessarily with the Mariners, because Carlos Guillen had his uh, best years later, I think, with the White Sox. But but that just showed you, at least in that trade, there actually were some valuable prospects that did become major leaguers later. So the big unit, I mean, I just that was a lot of buzz that year. Too bad we couldn't uh, sign him past that year and really. Uh, cash in on that move but you know he went on to New York I think after that as a free agent was very uncomfortable and didn't yeah. work out and that was kind of the beginning of the end basically yeah well we talked about the uh, you'll see it on the meme right there on the anchor app but we talked about him you know notoriously killing the bird yep. maybe that was karma he did win one with the Diamondbacks though he got he one with Kurt Schilling and Kurt Schilling of course famously an Astro who was traded to the Phillies before he became the Bloody Sock legendary icon that he yep. was in Boston. Before he was anybody. <laughs> he was yeah. a very low prospect. Well, I wouldn't say very low, but he wasn't very high on the radar. All right. So, let's continue on with your with your good list. Okay, good. I'll go for another baseball trade uh, in which the Astros got one of the best Astros ever. Probably at least top three, Ooh. I would say. Hall of Famer, Jeff Bagwell from the Red Sox. Ah. And who did they trade? <laughs> a bag to, of chips. Who and did they trade against? Boston Chowder. That probably would have been a better move, actually, yeah. if they if they traded a bag of chips and Boston Chowder. But they traded Larry friggin' Anderson. And AKA. not like a young, not like a young Larry no, Anderson. No, AKA the guy that was on Major League that said, fuck Joe Boo. The old pitcher yeah, that he used did to look rub like Vaseline yeah. on himself. He that guy. Did. Also yeah. had a mustache. Probably was a laced-on mustache. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
but was actually, I mean, he had a decent career for the Astros, so had you got him as young, right, maybe right. that wouldn't have been so bad, but they Not got him late, Famer. and he was pretty much done, and we get Hall of Fame first baseman Jeff Bagwell, who became integral part of the Killer Bees and was an amazing generation, probably the golden era of the Astros prior to the current, I would say, golden era. You can't call them that yet because it hasn't been long enough. But they did bring a championship. The new guys did. So this is a perfect segue for me. Just and I don't even know that my top. That may be the best one, but I'm putting that as my second best. Well, you want to talk about right before the rebuild? You had Jerry Hunsicker, who went on to Tampa and really rebuilt that franchise. They lost the Devil. Yeah, they just won at the Rays. They won a championship. No, they did not. No, their manager went to Chicago and won them a championship. But no, the Rays, they advanced in the playoffs a couple years with Evan Longoria, with the third baseman. No, Tampa did not. Kansas City won right before the Astros won. I will bet everything, Maybe where Jerry's everything I own. I'll bet these tinkers against those 32s right now before you pull it up on Google. No, never. AL East Championship. Never. Lost to the Phillies in the World okay. Series. Okay. No, I was just... They were really that, good, though. Yeah, no, that. they were good. They were... They, and Hunsaker left pieces of his last go Thinking effort... of the Marlins. ...when they did not want to alleviate the Biggio Bagwell duo... Because of, of of their loyalty to the franchise, both those guys only play with one one team, which is so rare in sports in general. Well, now it is. Yeah, yeah. Even back then, as they finished their careers, they were the only ones that were, didn't have a choice of what hat they were going to wear in the Hall of Fame. True, because most people left and for the this Yankees year's and the class, big money eventually. True, and they <laughs> picked that hat to go in. They want to be in the outfield, you know, in the Monument Park. But here's a fun fact. I was blown away at this. Uh, the first angel is going in in this year's class. Do you know who that is? First Hall of Famer angel, angel. Ever to wear the Angels hat into the Hall of Fame. This is a fun fact. Is it Rod Carew? No. No, it he should be. He went in with the Twins. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, which was his. Wow. Yeah, apparently where he stacked okay. a lot of Corey his Hunter? stuff. No, no, no. No? Vlad Guerrero. Okay, yeah. Vlad Guerrero. I would not. Shoe I tops. wouldn't remember that. Oh, shoe tops, I call Yeah, them. yeah. Woo. That makes sense. He was a beast. He grew up hitting a milk carton with a broomstick off of his toes, basically, because you couldn't get the ball with any speed over the plate. That's where he learned to hit like that. Okay. He was. He started off as an expo. That's why I say he's going in with the... He won a World Series with the Angels. Mm-hmm. They beat Barry Bonds in the World Series. All right. So, the last pieces of the Hunsaker puzzle here in Houston was this killer young outfield with speed. In the pitcher's era of baseball, when they got rid of all performance enhancement, including bats, balls, steroids, HGH. So you had really back to the old days of baseball, station to station baseball, a lot of boring baseball that the new commissioner is trying to speed up, Dalla. But... Michael Bourne. Speedy outfielder? Uh, Berkman? No. no. Puma, Puma, Puma <laughs> only played outfield just like Biggio out of circumstance. Michael Bourne. To huh? have them for their offense. Michael Bourne and Hunter Pence. Who, Michael Bourne, guess what? Went on to win that World Series. The Phillies? With the Phillies. Yeah. And guess what? Hunter Pence. Two 
maybe three. Los Gigantes. With the Giants. Yeah. And this was after the uh, Astros appeared in the World Series in 05 with a bunch of rented, overinflated steroid using, you know, juiced up players. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, and it was one of the closest World Series as far as run differential. It was 1 to 0, 2 to 1 every game, it seemed. It was a sweep. But you went back to the old system of the Hunsaker way to just get young again, start phasing out Bagwell and Biggio. But you also brought in a new GM and got rid of Hunsaker because that wasn't the way of an old school owner like Drake. Their new Blank. GM came from the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> Who famously shipped all of our best young prospects off to his old team. Hmm. Or the West Coast like far, the, far away. It was like the anti-Luno. 100% <laughs> anti-Luno. Oh, God, there were so many Ed Wade conspiracies out there on the AM airwaves even here in Houston, which is not a big conspiracy yeah. town. I, I have a feeling that the players would get in a fight and kill somebody for Jeff Luno. Whereas with, what was his name? Ed? Wade. Ed Wade. The, the players Two actually first names wanted to fight him and literally hit him in the face. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Famously. Um, so that was the beginning or of infamously. the implosion that as Houston Astros fans, we didn't foresee everything actually falling into place, even as the playoffs wore on last year. We kept expecting, ah, oh, the Yankees, ah, oh, Well, God, it's typical Dodgers. Houston fan, right? Well, right. we'll screw up eventually. Oh, man. Well, it goes to Game 7 Because we're so used to Rockets these yeah. days, damn it. We're to go to Game 7 in L.A. It's like, okay, well, that was a good season. That was a great season. Good job, guys. We appreciate the effort. And, what? whoa, wait, what? Uncle Charlie Morton? We win the championship! That was so great. I'll never forget that. And I now have a ring because of it. That's right. Shout You're out own. Coco. Your own. And Snowco. <laughs> and all my chubbies. <laughs> hey, that's a lot of listeners if they're all listening. Hey. That's for damn man, sure. Man, we got to get them some phones. That's true. <laughs> some burner accounts with our chubbies. Yeah, and then put great. the male and female together. Then we'll just multiply our oh, listens wow, instantly. that's the way to go. It would, it, every 28 days, we would there we like go. triple. Yeah. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. I love it. I love it. All right, Snowco. Got it. Snowco Chubbies. Uh, all right, last but not least. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Not last but not least. But speaking of the Rockets, and then I'll get into my last one. We'll go out on a good note with your number one. Okay. Goran Dragic. Now, I think this was a period where you gave Daryl Morey that pass that we seem to give him every other year after we see something not work out. But it was after T-Mac and Yao couldn't stay healthy. Before Gogi's time. Too early to really see the impact that he could make for a team, not only on his basketball skills, but his fire, his leadership. Now, you want to talk about James Harden's quiet quiet leadership. That's the kind of leader I want. A guy that's going to get in other people's face and other teammates' face and not worry about his his outfit after the game. Not worrying about getting his feelings. Gogi was one of the, my most favorite guys to cover. I can tell you that right now. Right now in that locker room because I loved it. He would be pissed after a loss. He would not be happy. And other guys were like, oh, what are, what are we doing tonight? Where are we going? And Gogi would be like, yo, I don't The odds of me making it as opposed to you motherfuckers in here are even longer odds from where I'm from. Yeah. You want to see ghetto, 
How about war torn? Right. How about what I had to grow up with to get out? You know what I mean? So for which Gogi, country? Do you remember? I want to say Croatia. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's Croatia. Um, they use a red dragon on their Slovenia. Slovenia. Okay. Yeah. I was just weird because I actually was talking to one of my neighbors. Yeah. Who's from Bosnia? See, there. That's two the triangle right there. Yeah. All three They're of those. All part of uh, Yugoslavia. Before they broke up and of course now he's you know he's still only 32 years old and really didn't play the physical type of basketball that you know a 30 normal 32 year old nba player kind of like suzuki ichiro had some tread left on the tires before he even got here uh and, and you know i just think that the rockets that showed their inconsistency because then you got kyle lowry and what'd you do you let him go as well those are the two guys that you want right now as they matured in their NBA careers. So, boo on you for getting rid of a point guard. And then, you know, years ago, under the same owner, they re-signed Matt Maloney famously. And they've also re-signed Ryan Anderson. So, we'll see. New ownership. Hopefully, there's a new initiative to continue into Hatfield, if you know what I mean. Tinker with this team and, and add to it. You know, like the Astros are doing. The Astros are continuing to add. Now they have their base down. They showed that they can win the championship. If James continues to grow like that, it's a good thing. If not, you got to start all over. So we'll see. Gogi would have been a nice piece to have even with James. Different style. Change it up. Slow it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Fire it up. And a great shooter. That's right. Last but not least, the iconic Travis Scott colorway we talked to Dirty D about. Of course, done right looks so magnificent. The Chargers are probably the only other ones that can do powder blue or love you blue like this. But that number one for a quarterback carries a lot of weight with it to be the leader of this franchise. You know, once again, off the field issues aside, we don't get into that nonsense most of the time here on the Almighty Rap Show. call it nonsense, but... We're strictly talking on the field. Right, on the field, right? This doesn't judge this man's character. But getting rid of him judged the unforeseen future of Bud Adams and the Houston Oilers and literally became the demise of the franchise as we know it over the next few years as they made Steve McNair wait and wait and wait for subpar. You weren't a big Cody Carlson fan? Cody Carlson, Bucky Lasick. Well, Bucky no, no, Richardson. I'm sorry, Bucky Richardson, Aggie. Wow, Bucky was amazing. Bucky Lasick. Bucky is was Johnny before skater, Johnny now. He wasn't, but he was, he was about played, 50 he played pounds more heavier. Foot, he played more games in the NFL than Johnny. Hell too. yeah, and CFL. Because I think Bucky went to the CFL yeah. after he left the Oilers. Because Johnny still hadn't gotten a start in the CFL yet. He did, he did get traded recently, no, by he the did. way. Hamilton, yeah. To, to, he got tra- no, he got traded to Montreal. To Montreal, right. And reunited with? Mike Sherman. There you go. Ex-Aggie coach yep. and Which NFL. Which apparently, this was the plan uh, that uh, Hamilton had the rights. Yeah. So they signed him and brought him in. And then it was just a matter of time be fun. before he got traded to Montreal to reunite with Mike Sherman. That'd so be fun. it'll be interesting to see if he uh, shows up on the radar now. Well, the Oilers lost Warren Moon and the city of Houston eventually over the next five, six, seven years lost their franchise. They had no direction. They had a rookie that Jeff Fisher is notorious about not playing rookies on the bench. Eric McNair would have been a lot better for the city and maybe... Maybe getting that deal done so the Oilers are still here at H-Town. But it wasn't meant to be. Old racist Bob McNair 
had to build his own big stadium and piss on Bud Adams and establish his brand over there on Kirby. Well, let's not put that on Bob McNair now. That was all on Bud Adams, the fact that we didn't get the Oilers. No, I know, but, had but to Bob McNair's still a racist. I mean, no, I agree. I, I agree. I just don't want to throw that on him. Like, let's not throw oh, the will. fact that we don't have the Oilers on no, Bob McNair. No, 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 I'm saying now. That, that sits squarely on the other asshole owner. Yeah. But, oh, but God, Adams. Double Rods. He yes, is the please. originator. Yes, OG so, Double Rods. I just I don't want to take I don't want to overstep throwing more dirt on Bud Adams being an asshole by throwing a little bit more on Bob McNair. That's why well, he's alive. Even that out. I know some guys that would love to. Believe me, <laughs> the inmates especially. So anyway, trading Warren Moon was the end of my Oilers fandom. I uh, once the Oilers left town here in Houston, I followed the San Diego Chargers. Ended up moving to San Diego for three beautiful seasons watching LaDainian Tomlinson in the powder blue once again reminiscent of my days in the Astrodome at a broke down beat up NFL stadium at Qualcomm on the east side of San Diego but you know it it was the best time to be a Charger fan and that's why today I'm still a Charger fan you're living your best life being a Charger fan living it living it so that's it Warren Moon was the beginning of the end of the Oilers and the beginning of the end of of the NFL as I knew it growing up in H-Town. So, Dalla, let's cheer everybody up before we get back into the week and get the fuck out of here. Well, I think think it's pretty obvious what the best trade deadline trade ever was. Uh, It had to do, it was in Houston. It brought us a lot of uh, great games, and it had to do with a Houston native, Clyde Drexler. When we traded for Clyde Drexler and got him from the Portland Trail Blazers, very famously, we had already won a championship the year before with Valentine's him. Day home game, 1995. My son was born a few months later. Nice. Why isn't he Clyde? He should have been Clyde. <laughs> I keep that. Clyde, Clyde rap. rap instead of kid rap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we traded for Clyde. We already had a good team. We traded some good pieces away. But... What did we give up? Otis Thorpe was one of the pieces. Oh, it was mainly OT, and uh, there was one other small piece. I'll look it up in a second while we're doing this. But, okay. Uh, but basically, brought in Clyde the Glide, yeah. helped, you know, reunited with Dream, and they were able to do what they were never able to do for Houston back in the day. Don't underestimate they, the heart of a champion! When they were in college at the University of Houston, now they're reunited again, and they did bring another ring to Houston. And famously, Abraham and I rode down Richmond, yelling, screaming, and partying with a keg in the back of a truck. We weren't driving. The driver was not drinking. Nobody was driving. We had a full keg in the back of a truck, riding down Richmond at about a mile and a half, an hour. <laughs> and we just go back, fill up our cup, drink beer, Walk up, party, 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 party for 30 minutes. Come back, fill up your cup, party, party, party. It was absolutely one of the best nights of my life. So thank you, Rockets, for trading for Clyde Drexler. And thank you guys for tuning in all four days each and every week. Don't forget, in two weeks we'll be off. So you'll get the best of season two thus far. And there's been a lot. Sizzling all summer long. Yeah, then, sizzling. It should be sizzling. Sizzling. Sizzling, too. Sizzle, too. <laughs> we can say it however we want to. Out there in the Bay, like Marshall Lynch, like sizzle, you know? And then out there on the East Coast, it's... Sizzle? Sizzle. Hey. Uh, I don't even know. 
Sirzle. 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 I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to ask Static Selecta. Like drop they say Burr and they say Sirzle, I think. I don't know. And down here, they sip on that scissor. So, hey, we appreciate it, guys. Make sure you share, subscribe, submit, and stay tuned right here to the Almighty Rap Show each and every week. The best in sports sounds and styles. Once again, thanks to Dirty D. D3 The Concrete. Yep. And shout out to OG Nasty Neek. We got y'all two on two. Go right now and download Knowledge is Queen, oh. Dirty and Nasty. Thank me later. And make sure that you subscribe to our channel no matter what podcast platform. I'll put it out there on my Instagram, at the rap himself. That's rap with two Ps. Where can they follow you? At Almighty Dollagram on Instagram, at Almighty Dollar on Twitter. Hit us up at the Almighty Rap at gmail.com and we will talk to you Friday. Until then, that's a Almighty Rap. Peace. Have a good week, y'all. Oh, thank you.